Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 8th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenant 63, but before we do, I want to give a little bit of a warning, I guess, to some of the verses that we're going to read. And the reason why I do that is that these verses are going to call out sin in very strong language. Now, the reason why I say that that needs a warning is that I found that there are two dangers that are both very common in people in the world today. And these two dangers take two extremes. And these two dangers, these two extremes, both happen when we hear the Lord call out sin or make a call to repentance. Now, these two extremes, on one hand, you have someone who hears the Lord give a call to repentance. These are the people that no matter what the sin that's being called out, they assume that they have great need to repent. They feel guilty. They feel awful. They feel torn apart by this call to repentance when, in fact, they haven't committed the sin and God is not displeased with them. But they hear it, they automatically assume it's about them, and then guilt sets in for these people. And there's a danger in that. There's a danger in always assuming guilt, always assuming that we're not in good graces with the Lord. If we always are feeling that way, then we separate ourselves from the ability to fill of his love and to fill of his approval. So that's one danger. But there's also the other extreme that's an extremely dangerous place to be as well. And that's the danger of believing that the Lord is never talking about us. That when he makes this call to repentance or when he calls out a certain sin, we think, well, I'm glad I'm not that person. And we aren't very self-aware with our trials or our struggles or our weaknesses. I feel like in order to have a really comfortable and really close relationship with the Savior, we need to be somewhere in the middle. We need to understand who we are as fallen people, and we need to understand the Savior's power to redeem. And when we have that balance, or when we understand these two things, and are in a consistent state of repentance and consistently trying to draw nearer to him, I feel like we've kind of hit a sweet spot in the gospel. So as we talk about these things, and as we see the Lord's anger and him calling people to repentance, please check your emotions and check your feelings. Are you on either one of these extremes? Do you hear these things? And even though you haven't committed these sins, for some reason, they make you feel guilty. Or are you on the other side who assumes that, no, I'm fine. I clearly don't have any issue with any of this because either one is a dangerous place to be. We really want to find ourselves in the middle where we're close enough to the Savior that we can become very true to ourselves and self-aware of our own weaknesses and where we can improve and also of our own standing before him. So keep that in mind as we read these verses. Starting in verse 13, the Lord says, Nevertheless, I have commandments, and many have turned away from my commandments and have not kept them. So this ties into what we were talking about on Sunday, this idea that oftentimes in the world today, we have decided that God is a God without commandments or without standards. And that just simply isn't true. God who loves us expects something of us and is invested in our growth and helping us to become more like him. We change and we become more like him as we line our will with his and obey his commandments. Now, that's not to say that the commandments are given to us as a standard to judge other people. They're not. The commandments are only given to us for the purpose of 
are obeying them and are becoming more like him. And now continuing in verse 14, the Lord's going to get kind of specific about what these people are doing. He says, There were many among you adulterers and adulteresses, some of whom have turned away from you, and others remain with you that hereafter shall be revealed. And verily I say unto you, as I have said before, he that looketh upon a woman to lust after her, or if any shall commit adultery in their hearts, they shall not have the spirit, but shall deny the faith and shall fear. Now, these verses are super strong, but I think it's important that we recognize that the Lord is speaking out and speaking out strongly against sexual sin. He condemns the adulterer and the adulteress. He condemns lust and he condemns this idea of looking upon someone to lust. So this idea of pornography and pornography use. Now, what I found in my life is that for everything good that God has created, Satan tries to create a counterfeit. And that's exactly the case when it comes to lust being a counterfeit for true love and pornography use being a counterfeit for appropriate intimacy. Intimacy and love are some of the greatest gifts that God has given his children. They are of him. They were created by him for godly purposes. However, Satan would have us pervert those things and set up counterfeits so that we become satisfied with a counterfeit version of his true creation. He wants us to become satisfied with lust rather than seeking after godly love. He wants us to be satisfied with pornography use rather than finding the closeness that comes with intimacy within the bounds of marriage. Do you see why this is such an important topic for the Lord and why it's something that he's so upset about? Man has taken something that God has created and he's perverted it. And so God warns very strongly in very strong language in these verses about those things, especially this idea of lust. And truly, pornography embodies the idea of lust. So now that the Lord has talked about these specific commandments that are being broken, let's go back to verse 6, where he talks about something really important, and that when we connect it to another scripture, is going to help us understand how to overcome and how to be better. Verse 6 says, Wherefore, verily I say, let the wicked take heed, and let the rebellious fear and tremble, and let the unbelieving hold their lips, for the day of wrath shall come upon them as a whirlwind, and all flesh shall know that I am God. Now, just reading that, it doesn't sound comforting, does it? <laughs> but let's connect it to something else. Here, this scripture talks about the whirlwind of God's wrath and judgment. Let's connect this to Helaman chapter 5, verse 12, and let's see what it can teach us about how to change, about how to overcome our sins and our temptations and our weaknesses so that we can avoid being taken with that whirlwind of God's judgment. Helaman 5.12 says, And now, my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation 
whereon if men build, they cannot fall. So here in Doctrine and Covenants section 63, it's talking about the whirlwind of the Lord's judgment and his wrath. And here in Helaman 5.12, it's talking about the whirlwind of the adversary. But my friends, what this scripture teaches us is there is one solution to overcome both. In order to fully repent and to change and to become more Christ-like, we have to build upon the rock of our Redeemer. We have to place our foundation upon the Savior, Jesus Christ. And in order to overcome those temptations and the whirlwinds of the adversary, we have to do the same thing. Sherry Eldu once taught, He promised that if we will build our lives upon his rock, the devil will have no power over us. And he has vowed that he will never leave us or forsake us. There is simply no moral equivalent, not in terms of commitment, power, or love. He is our only chance. Our responsibility is to learn to draw upon the power of the atonement. Otherwise, we walk through mortality relying solely on our own strength. My friends, I testify that whether it is seeking forgiveness for mistakes that we've made, or whether it's drawing upon the power of Jesus Christ to strengthen us in times of temptation and weakness, our only chance, our hope, is found in the atonement of Jesus Christ. And it's found on building our lives upon a foundation of faith in Christ. Only through Christ, only because of Christ, and only in Christ can we obtain the peace that we're seeking in this life and the power to overcome so that we can have that peace in the next. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. <laughs>